Hello, and welcome to Paradox, untold stories from athletic directors with Dr. Danielle LaPointe and Dr. Dustin Smith. We have some crazy and unique stories for you, which are made possible by our sponsor, Wall of Fame. At the Wall of Fame, our mission is to bring your school's legacy to life. We transform school tributes to make it easier than ever to celebrate your whole community, showcasing your school's diverse history, proudest moments, and top role models. We understand that the true value of our Wall of Fame is in your content. Whether you are starting a new tribute or adding to an existing one, we give you all the resources you need to build an interactive experience and take your content to the next level. Speaking of next level, let's check in to see what Danielle and Dustin have for us today. Today we have Kaz Pato with us. How are you doing today, Kaz? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Great. Happy to have you here with us today. Um, now you're down, in, or you're up, I should say. You're up in Ohio. Um, but, and you know, Dustin likes to give the, uh, you know, fun, long <laughs> intro. And he's been, he's been pretty excited to have you on. I know he has been. For the last week, he's been like, I'm excited to have Kaz on. So, so we're happy to have you here today. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. And that's a lot of pressure, you know. I feel like I get to live up to it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, full disclosure we got kaz off the golf course um mm -hmm. so he went out and shot a a blazing round um and we'll let you determine um the reason why they call it a green <laughs> fee is because you get to see all the course in my opinion um if you play like <laughs> i play um uh, but man kaz is kaz comes highly recommended obviously from a previous guest from ohio matthew welsh who uh if you go back and listen to his episode, he he introduced himself to me at the national conference, and we had a conversation and got Matthew on here and have some some ties. But one of the things we we found out about Kaz when we were just having the discussion before this is he's been all kinds of things in the world of athletics, whether that's been a coach, a principal, an assistant AD, a, presently an AD, and he's an AD at Hilliard Bradley High School there in Ohio, and we'll talk about where that is. Uh, in just a little bit, but Kaz, man, I appreciate you jumping on here. And the thing that we always like to start these podcasts with is tell us what the resume doesn't tell us about who Kaz Payday is so that we can get a picture of who Kaz is outside of being an AD. Sure. Yeah. Outside being AD and you kind of alluded to, you know, I've been a coach, I've been an official, um, <clears throat> been a teacher, you know, in, in a couple of different subject areas, but outside of that, you know, I'm a dad, I have two young daughters. Uh, Scarlett, who's a little over two, and then Vivian, who's about to be six months. Um, so my wife and I had two kids under two, you know, um, which is a handful. Uh, you know, crazy. But, uh, some would say, Kaz, yeah. not a handful. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to be generous <laughs> about that. Um, yeah. So married, you know, I'm a husband, um, golf enthusiast. Obviously, I still got the polo on from the golf course. Um, huge Steelers fan. You know, I love to talk about my teams. I, I grew up just outside of Pittsburgh, so I'm from Eastern Ohio. Uh, but in Eastern Ohio, we call it the Ohio Valley, just outside of West Virginia and Pittsburgh. So I grew up a huge uh, Steelers fan. My my dad's side of the family actually had season tickets. They just sold them this past year. Uh, since I don't live close, I couldn't take those over. But huge Steelers fan, Pirates fan. I, I know how bad that sucks to say that. Uh, Penguins fan, Pitt Panthers, which is a hard thing to say. You know, Dan Marino has been gone for a long time. Um so, you know, you know, that's that's dear to me. I love watching my Steelers. My wife will joke on Sunday, like, you know, don't mess with that or don't mess with Kaz. He's going to have the Steelers on at one o'clock. And that's true. You know, that's like my one getaway, uh, even though it's tied to athletics, too. But 
big Steelers fan, obviously just a big family guy. I love hanging out with my daughters, my family, and having a good time, hitting the golf course when I can, and, you know, hanging out with friends. And uh, just a laid-back guy, you know. I'm a simple guy, you know. I work in a complex world, but I'm a very, very simple guy. You know, I just like to have a good time and enjoy the little things in life and kind of go with the flow. But you are the first one who's admitted they're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Not a Steelers fan, a Pittsburgh Pirates fan. I'll go with that. Um, <laughs> there's not very many people that will fire out oh. that. I'm a Cubs fan, lifelong misery that I've yes. lived in. At least we've won a World Series of late. Um, oh, but yes. the Pirates are not a uh, a team that most people are getting behind. Although this year, no. I mean, they just won five straight. So maybe they're yeah. turning the corner. So exactly, yeah. We all we'll always start hot, you know. Pirates are that team that always starts hot. You know, it's always like this is our year. We're kind of something like Cleveland Browns, right? You know, this is our year, and then it always goes south. So, so uh, I actually, I, you know, so so Cash, just so you yeah. know, I don't like. I'm not a Pirates fan at all. Mm -hmm. I want to be clear with that, but I live in Bradenton, <laughs> so that is okay. where the all of their spring games and all of their spring training goes on. So their their yeah. facility is probably like ten minutes from my house. So you have, some, yeah. you have some fans down here in this area. I don't know sure. any of them, but they're I'm I'm told they're here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're we're losing fans left and right, understandably so, but at least the city of Pittsburgh has the Steelers and the Penguins. At least we've won some championships of, you know, recent. So that helps. But yeah, being a Pirates fan is not easy. It is not easy. Well, I can tell you it's got one of the best backdrops in all of Major League Baseball oh. that I I think is just um if that's your selling point of the of the pirates right then, uh that tells you where you're at but that bridge is phenomenal just leading <laughs> up into it and obviously overlooking the rivers um plural um that yeah that are there in that area but uh three rivers yeah i i can i can sympathize empathize whatever you want to say um but i i approve and i applaud your loyalty to a team that has not been highly productive similar to what the Cubs endured for a long, long time. Yeah, no, thank you. I tried, you know, in college there for a minute when Miami came out with a new team, they had the new logo, Miami Marlins, when they had that new M, I tried to switch over, you know, tried to get away from the Pirates, but I couldn't do it. You know, you just, you love your teams, you know, you got to ride with them, win or lose, so. And that's kind of like this world of athletic administration, what we've got to do. Sometimes the, the years are great. Sometimes they're not so great. Uh, but the kids competing and coaches are doing their jobs. And, you know, you you ride or die with whatever that is and whatever that season looks like. So let's talk Absolutely. about a little bit about your – well, let's first – I like to ask people to paint on the map where you're at exactly. And you talked about Eastern Ohio, but paint exactly on a map where that is because – we have some geographically challenged listeners um, and a co-host that doesn't actually know where stuff is all the That's time. That's not so. true. He he just likes to say that. Don't listen to him. <laughs> Could you sure, paint on yeah. a map where you're at? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm from Eastern Ohio, uh, which I said, you know, is just outside of Pittsburgh, PA, and Wheeling, West Virginia. That's where I'm from, my hometown. But as far as Hillier-Bradley High School, we're in the northwest suburb of Columbus. So, you know, Columbus is right in the heart of Ohio. Uh, we're on the northwest side of, you know, 270, we call it. 270 is the outer belt that makes a big circle around Columbus. Um, so that's where we're at. We're a Division One high school. Uh, we have about 1,700 kids in our high school. So we're, we're a big high school. Offer every sport you can think of except for ice hockey is about the only thing we don't offer. Um, so we got it all, which is way different from, you know, where I'm from. Where I'm from, small town Ohio, you know, I graduated with 120. 
uh, graduation I was at two weeks ago, we had 415. Um, so just different, different with them, you know, from what I'm from, but um, I'm, you know, I've experienced small and big schools and it's a great place to be. Hilliard's a great, it was a small town at one time, you know, obviously it's grown. So it has that small town feel, even though it's now a, one of the biggest suburbs in all of, all of Columbus. On Columbus, do you know what's at, in Columbus, Danielle? I mean, there's a lot of things in Columbus. I don't understand where you're going with this. Is there a major college in Columbus? Let's go there. Well, yeah. Starts not with the v. Same with you. No. <laughs> it's only four letters. You can start with that. No, I'm not playing this game with you. I refuse. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's Ohio State. Just so yeah, you know, they call I know. it the Everybody Ohio knows State. The Ohio State. And you can't get that wrong in Columbus, trust me. You don't, wanna, don't make that mistake. <laughs> so, let me ask you this question Kaz as we as we talked about beforehand you you've had some experiences we'll say um and yes. we talk about the untold stories from an AD's chair but I want to ask you about being an official um and something oh, yeah. that as being an official is there a story that you've dealt with or a crazy parent or a crazy coach that you just that sticks out in your mind that you say you know what this is an experience that I, I can't really believe this happened yeah there's several so just to give you background <laughs> I officiated football for several years basketball and softball so you know I had three different sports um you know softball I could probably tell you several as a sport that's losing officials you know I umpired a lot of games by myself um so I'm gonna tell you one with with softball real quick that just kind of blew my mind. And then I'll tell you one with basketball as well. But umpiring softball, JV softball game, this would have been about two years ago. And now, what I just said is I was the only umpire, right? So I'm behind the plate calling balls and strikes. I don't have a field umpire. So if there's a play at second base and there's a play at home, you only have one set of eyes, right? Um, so there, there was a play at home, bang, bang, play. Girl slides in home. Um, I think she gets under the tag, so she's safe. Now, meanwhile, in softball, you can't leave the base early and go to another base, right? So there, there's a timing thing there, too. So when the hit was made, this coach was claiming that this girl left first base early and got to second. And then, therefore, when this play came, was leaving second, and the throw came down to second, and she thought, you know, this coach thought she was out. Now, you know, I'm looking at home plate, right? So this girl is sliding into there's home, one of and you. I have a bang, bang play. <laughs> And I make that call, right? This girl was safe. There was no argument there. He came over to me after, you know, time and said, hey, uh, I think you missed the play at second. I said, no, no, coach, I don't, I don't know if you noticed, but there was a bang, bang play at home in which I called her, you know, his runner safe. Um, but you saw where my eyes, right? You saw my feet, my positioning. You saw where I was looking. How in the hell am I going to see that play at second base? <laughs> Like, what, so you're not what, you're not even trying to argue there, it with him. No, you're just no chance. Yeah. I'm like, coach, like you know where you saw me. You saw where I was at. Like, what what do you possibly want me to say about the play at second base? I mean, what do you want me to say? You know? And he was just like, well, you know, I, I thought maybe she left a little. Or like, whatever. I don't even remember what he said. But I'm just thinking, there's one of me. I made the call here. There's no way I could see that. What do you want me to do? Reverse it? You know what? This coach said he saw it. I trust him. Let's reverse it. And then we're going to, you know, PO all these people on this side off. Like, are you serious? Like, do you hear what you're saying? You know, like, it, just stuff like that. Like, being a coach, too, 
at one time. I would never even ask the umpire that. Why even bring it up? You know, why even bring it up? Well, especially when you're you're like, I don't know, I don't want to say doing a favor, but kind of doing a favor by doing it alone. Exactly. Exactly. And then so yeah. the the one in basketball, I'll tell you, and you hear this a lot, and you guys will probably be able to, you know, confirm that you've heard this too. So there's a lot of parents and and some coaches that I've coached with or, or alongside that think over the back is a foul. That think over the back is a foul in the basketball rule book. Well, it's not. There is no such thing as over the back. Okay. So in basketball, it is either if someone is going up to get a offensive rebound and there's a defender boxing him or her out, it would either be a push. So you push that defender, you push that person out of the way, or you hold them. So the amount of parents that you get that will yell over the back and they're signaling like this over the back. I'm like, man, that's there's no such thing. Like, there, have you ever seen any official blow their whistle and signal this? and give a number like it does not exist there's no such thing so the amount of parents that you would get that would call that so you know during a timeout and you know uh the end of the the first period i went over i said man like just so you understand and i'm I'm just being honest with you there's no such thing as ever the back like it either has to be a hold like your daughter would have to be getting held down physically or pushed directly out of the way and she wasn't boxing out. So maybe you need to have a conversation with her on how to properly box out. Um, so it's just the things that you hear, it's just like, what, like learn the rule book, you know? And, you know, if you really want it, here's my shirt. I'll unbutton it right now. Here's my shirt. Here's my whistle. You can even keep the shoes. Hope you wear a size 11. Like, good luck, you know? Good luck. So, yeah, you hear a lot of stuff, but that one stands out because you hear it. And I hear it now as an AD, too, as a coach. Over the back from the stands all the time. So next time you're watching basketball, listen for that because you'll hear it. And I promise you, it does not exist. Well, and all of them think they're really smart and really know mm-hmm. what they're doing. And, think, and really and really correct. And really loud. <laughs> yes. Yes. And that's why you got to hit them with, you know, hey, you know, we're, we're at a shortage for officials. And sometimes you got to kill them with kindness. Like, you seem to really know what you're talking about. I tell you what, I can get you – and hold with the assigner. He can get you signed up. We'll even pay for your equipment. We'll get you a shirt, a whistle, a pair of shoes, a <laughs> pair of pants. Like, hey, you, you know it all. Let's get you out there. You know, let, let's do this thing. Um, so that, that's a, that's that the quickest way to zero. <laughs> that's the quickest way to shut them up, though. You know, because until you're out there and doing it yourself, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to be an official. It's hard to be a coach. And that's what a lot of people don't understand until you're in those roles. It is very difficult to watch all these things at one time. So I give a lot of a credit to all of our officials out there who are still going strong. Uh, having done it, it, I know how tough it is. Our coaches, too, put in a lot of time, a lot of time, a lot of hours to catch a lot of slack, too. I mean, hats off to all of them. Uh, so let me ask you this. You weren't doing this game by yourself, right? No. <laughs> no, that basketball game, you at least had two all the time. So, no, <laughs> and my fellow official, he he just laughed, too. Like, you know, these people just don't – they don't get it. They don't get it. At a certain point, you just let it go and you you block out the entire audience because they just don't understand. Let me ask you this question. Speaking of not understanding, have you ever seen <laughs> a 10-second violation on the opening tip? <laughs> no, that would be a first. <laughs> no, and I coached a lot of years. I played a lot of years and officiate. I know. Were you part of that? <laughs> I, well, I wasn't. I mean, I was broadcasting the game, and I saw a 10-second violation on the opening tip, which is extremely hard to do. I've only seen it one time, and I can't find anybody else who's seen it. But 
instead of going this court was east and west they were throwing ball north and south back by the free throw line and couldn't get across the half court stripe which blew my mind right oh wow i bet their coach was not happy i mean are you even counting as an official are you even counting the backs i mean off the tip no typically you're not typically you're not because you know there's normally not any pressing like you're getting any going right up the floor like you might get to five seconds typically in that situation so no you wouldn't even start your count which normally you know (laughs) (laughs) i mean there's stuff you you see all the time that just shocks you and that was one for me that i i had never seen a 10 second violation on the opening tip and right now i've seen them I can't even say on jump balls now because they just alternate positions now. So you've got to <clears> say <throat> the opening tip now. Exactly. Um, yep. That's the only tip you're seeing. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> I'm, have you ever called a basketball game by yourself? Um, I did some lower level, some youth games, you know, some rec center games back in my hometown and here in Columbus as well. Um, I was in Reynoldsburg, which is on the eastern eastern suburb of Columbus. I did a few by myself. Um, and I would get younger groups like third and fourth grade and you would, you would still get parents that would get on you. You know, I might be underneath the hoop on the baseline and they're looking for a foul in the, the opposite corner, you know, when the ball got swung across, it's like, you know, where I'm positioned, you know? So, and ma'am, it's, it's third grade basketball here. Like there wasn't anything egregious, you know, maybe, maybe there was a slight travel, like, you know, your son's been traveling all game. You know, you want me to call that too? So. <laughs> You know, you just the, the things that get brought up, it's just like, are, are, what are we doing here? It's third grade, you know? <laughs> well, I think it's great that you'll even, um, you know, start the games or do the games by yourself because we, we've had traffic issues in my area where we, the other officials on the way, but they're still, you know, 15, 20 minutes away. And yes. we have officials who won't even start without their partner. But we have other ones right. who are like, I'll start the game. It's fine. Just know that I'm the only one here. Both coaches agree to it. And they'll go right. on, but I also have officials who won't do that. They're like, nope, not till he gets here. And then your whole night yep. is thrown off and delayed. So I am one of the 80s that definitely appreciate, um, you know, your willingness to do that because it's rough to just be waiting around. And it's no one's fault, right? It's not traffic's fault. It it's is. not the official's fault. They're coming from their from their job. So um, I under, I'm completely understanding, but it's nice when you, you can get started off on time. So I appreciate the fact that you do that. Absolutely. And it's big. And I understand the officials who don't want to start by themselves because they don't want to be put in that position, mm-hmm. which is terrible, you know, because it's not, you know, that's avoiding getting yelled at by the coaches and parents, which we do this for the student athletes. So I hate when we lose that perspective, but yeah, I, I get it completely. So speaking of perspective, now that you sit in the AD chair and you've been a coach and you've been an official, does your, is your perspective different towards officials now or let me twofold that question. Were you ever thrown out of a game as a coach? <laughs> no, I was never thrown out of a game as a coach. Uh, to answer that question, I've been teed up before uh, in basketball. I've been warned on the sideline for football. Uh, never got thrown out because I knew that the fine that came with it was uh, pricier than I could afford at the time on a teacher's <laughs> salary. Um, and I did not want to take the anger management class. Um, so no, I got wait, wait, wait. Out of wait, wait. if you get thrown yeah. out of a game, you have to take an anger management in a class in Ohio. Oh yeah. Oh, in the state of Ohio. <laughs> yes. You have to pay a fine. And I, I forget if it's two fifty or three fifty. Um, and then you have to take an anger management class or maybe it's a series of courses. I can't remember. It changes almost every year. I'd have to look into it. 
thankfully we didn't have that happen to anyone, but there's a, either a course or a set of courses you have to take to get reinstated. So yes, it is not <laughs> worth, you know, coaching and getting kicked out. You know, as funny as that story would be now at the time, it was not worth that money. So yeah, that's what very, a great very, idea. That's a great idea. It is. I mean, it's a what a deterrent. A lot of yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think that's a great idea. I like it. Yes. For so sure. what I hear when you say 250 or 350, I'm thinking dollars. Two dollars yes. and fifty cents or three dollars yeah. and fifty cents. Yeah, no, no, mm-hmm. two hundred and fifty or three fifty. And I'm thinking it used to be two fifty, but the reason I say that is because I believe it got raised, which would make sense, you know. Inflation. Yeah, inflation. Yeah, um, yeah. Inflation of let's just, <laughs> let's just call it three hundred, right? So I mean, it's it's a big chunk of pay. A lot of these stipends aren't very, you know, aren't, aren't that much. So you're not really reimbursing yourself a lot there. Uh, but yeah, never got kicked out. But to answer your other question, as far as officials. Um, you know, I really started to appreciate officials when I became one and I was the type of player, you know, in football and basketball and I ran track, so you didn't really deal with officials that much, but, um, that dealt with officials a lot as a captain, as someone around him. And I always appreciated him, but you know, you're young, you're arrogant, you think you're always right. So, you know, I might give him a tough time from here and there, but when I became one, eventually, and after seeing it from a coaching perspective, like you really do appreciate it. It's so much harder to see all the angles and see everything that happens. I mean, it, it's hard. Even the best officials miss things. Um, so I, I really do appreciate them. Um, the pay is not necessarily great, but the ones who, you know, get into it and do a nice job, they're there for the right reasons. They want to be there for our student athletes. Um, so I really do appreciate them. And um, So, yeah, I, I try to be overly nice now. Our officials that come and visit Hillier Bradley, take care of them, get them water. You know, if they want a hot dog, popcorn, we'll get it to them. You know, but don't ask our concession stand for Gatorade because that's like gold, I guess, apparently. Um, so we can't be handing that out. But, yeah, we, we definitely take care of them. I have an even better perspective now, having done it and having friends that still do it. Um, it's an important role, and we have a shortage. So, honestly, if you have schools and fan bases that aren't treating officials well, you know, they won't come to your school. Um, and it's only getting worse at this point. So we can't afford to lose any more. Um, so we're in that position where if we lose too many, you know, sports will be getting canceled. You know, God forbid that happens because we don't want to deal with that with our student athletes. Have you ever decided, hey, maybe you have one official and you say, hey, I'll jump out here and help you? <laughs> yeah, you know, a couple of uh, summer league events I did actually last year and the year prior to my other school. You know, I did a few basketball games. Yep. Jumped out there and did it. You know, saw my whistle, still carrying my shirt with me. You know, it's in my office. Always have a pair of all black shoes close by. So uh, here and there I will, but you know I, I let our players know like, hey, I'm not going to give you a call. If anything, I'm going to be harder on you. You know, play play through these so-called fouls that you want, you know, or these penalties. Play through it. So, but yeah, I'm still willing to jump in wherever. You know that when you're in this role as an AD, that you never know what you might have to do. Um, so you got to be prepared for a little bit of everything and whatever it takes to give our student athletes the best, you know, opportunity and experience. You know, I'm there and I'm ready. So let's let's paint this picture. You're you're at a game. We'll say it's baseball, softball. I really don't care which game it is. But having your your referee or your umpire's glasses being the AD as well, and you hear that parent that's just chirping. Um, you hear him, the student, whatever it may be. What's your action? What do you do? Do you go over and try to be a buffer for? The umpire, do you go over and try to tell the kid to shut up or the parent, hey, I'm just going to warn you right now. Do you do you take the step ahead of the officials in that situation? 
you know, normally when that's happening, if it's say, let's say a softball game, I, I try to get out of there and go over and visit my baseball game instead, you know, to not have to deal with it. Uh, no, you know, normally I, I listen to it and I let it play out. I, I don't try to jump on it right away because sometimes, um, and having been an official, you, you'll hear someone who, who gets on you a little bit and then they kind of lay off. So you never know what direction, uh, if it's going to escalate or maybe it's just one or two calls and they kind of back off. Uh, but, yeah, I keep a keen ear for it. I don't necessarily go right over. Uh, I listen for any bad language. Obviously, if there's any name calling any profanity, I would go, you know, nix that right away because that's just not acceptable, uh, especially in front of our student athletes. If they're calling names, using profanity, um, that that's, you know, they're going to get out of there real quick. Uh, so, normally, I just try to keep an eye on it, listen closely. Hopefully, the majority of the time, it plays out pretty smoothly. Um, you might They might get on them a little bit, but officials are – accustomed to that unfortunately at this stage they, they know to expect some of that and they deal with it pretty well you know you gotta have thick skin but but yeah you you hear for some key words some key choice words and you hear that you go over there you have a conversation I try to at least talk to the parent first hey you know this guy's doing or this girl's doing the best she can um, let's cut him a break here you know we all miss calls and you're sitting you know left of the of home plate here so I, I kind of doubt you knew exactly where that ball was yourself um, so, you know, let's let's be a little bit more respectful. Um, let's give them a chance to make it up, you know, but I definitely try to talk to them. I don't go in there all aggressive because they usually just adds fuel to the fire. So go in there, have a quick conversation. You know, let's not the, let this escalate. Let's let our girls have the best or guys have the best experience they can. And uh, let's move forward. But, yeah, sometimes you do, though. Sometimes you got to get that person, snatch them up. And I've even had experiences where you had to call the cops to get them out of there. So, you know, it definitely varies. Which that just blows my mind when we have to when we have to get law enforcement involved. Um, yes, I've got a life motto. I don't want to take a punch intended for somebody else. I, I don't want to step in there and get one of those. And I will wear some chewings from some people sometimes, and they may not like me or the official. Usually the official. Um, and if they get thrown out, and then that's the fun when they got to do the walk of shame, and you got to walk oh. them out with them. Um, and they're still letting the official have it and letting you have it because you're doing what the official told you to do and getting them out of there uh, because they weren't doing what they should have been doing. Um, so right. have you done some of those walk of shames with parents or with fans that you've oh. had to escort them out? Yeah, that actually reminded me of a story, not at Hillier Bradley, but in my previous school, it's called Amanda Clear Creek, which is south of Columbus. Uh, JV football, right? So we're at a JV football game Saturday morning. Usually not a lot of commotion, right? I mean, you're talking 20 people in the stands. You might have 20 on the home side, another 10, 50 on the visitor side, if that, right? Um, so we actually had a situation where we had a soccer game going on behind us. I'm kind of back and forth. Uh, I get a phone call like, hey, we got we got a crazy, crazy, I don't know if the word was parents, a crazy fan down here on the visiting side. Come down, check them out. They're yelling at this official. So I come down and get over there, and the official's, you know, waving me over, hey, Kaz, he's over here. Um, and I get over there, and the JV football game, this is the visiting school's principal, high school principal, who got was yelling at this official that I had to kick out. I'm like, I'm like, Greg, is that you? Like, what are you doing, man? Like, you're the high school principal. Like, what? Didn't have a kid. I'm like, why are you even here? You know, like, I saw you at the varsity game last night, but why? So, yeah, the high school principal of the visiting team got, had to get kicked out of a JV football game. Uh, he was pretty embarrassed. Um, I don't know if maybe him and this official had a feud, uh, but yeah, I had to walk him and he had two buddies. I had to walk all three of them out 
of our stadium. And of course, their fans, our fans saw and everyone knew is the high school principal. Um, so pretty embarrassing for him, but I uh, had a pretty, you know, funny conversation walking him out. That was a first for him, uh, especially in his shoes. But that made for a funny conversation the next time we saw each other. Uh, but I, you know, to this day, I don't know what he said, but he obviously got that official pretty fired up. But typically not a good look, as you know, to be an administrator getting kicked out of a game. That's that's not ideal. Really not a JV game on a Saturday morning. It, it, yeah, it's one thing if it's a Friday night game and it's a close game and there's a you know big call. But yeah, a JV game on a Saturday morning, I don't remember the score, but you know it wasn't a slugfest by any means. So I, I don't know what he could have said. Well, you, you think about did, did, did that principal have to do the the anger management class and pay a fine too, or is that just coaches that have to do it? <laughs> no, just coaches. Yeah, so as long as they're compliant, you walk over there and you know, kind of talk them down. And once I saw him, he knew who I was, I knew who he was. I'm like, like hey, you are, and he knew he's all I, I know, I heard him say it. So he willingly walked out. That's not See, always the case, by the way. You guys are you guys are thinking of this the wrong way. It was a Saturday morning JV game, and he got kicked <laughs> out. He willingly walked away. Like he did it on purpose, guys. He didn't want to be there. <laughs> better. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right. That's a, that's a good point. He didn't even have to be there in the first place. That, that's what I'm like. Why are you even here? You know, like you don't have to cover this. Like we're not mandated to cover JV Saturday morning games. You know. <laughs> when you think about it. I mean, even especially if he doesn't have to take an anger management class or pay a fine. Right. I mean, what, what's really the penalty there? I just got to walk away yeah. from a JV game on a Saturday morning. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Typically, you know, now go to breakfast. If that, if that was, yeah, exactly. If that was one of our fans, you know, that would have been a further discussion, but I don't know how that school, you know, cause normally you would report that to the AD and principal, but that was him. So how am I, Did I'm you? not going to report that to him. So I don't know if he had a conversation. So you did, so you did with his not. Say, did you did you report it to the? Yeah, I, I ended up. Yeah, I ended up calling the other AD, and he just kind of <laughs> laughed it off, like because normally he re would report it to his principal. So I'm like, are you going to report it to the guy that got kicked out? Like, huh, let me know how you handle that. And we never did. So I don't I don't know if they just laughed it off because it was JV. I I don't know. But yeah, normally there would be further discussion. But I would kind of <laughs> like to know how that was handled behind closed doors because pretty funny to think about that makes it really hard for the ad for like if a coach did get kicked out and he wanted to like discipline them i'd be like mm, sir well I'm not sure if you remember but right <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly yeah yeah put you in a tight I spot mean, no doubt <laughs> it really does for especially less the rest of that year at least right well, and if there's really no teeth to it like you know, an athlete, if they get kicked out, they've got to sit the next game or a coach or whatever, and then there's a penalty. Um, but if an if a principal gets gets canned and he doesn't have to do anything except walk away and go to Waffle right. House and eat breakfast I'm or whatever. You, he went to breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that actually has me wanting to text that AD and see what they if they ever did anything. I kind of doubt it. You know, it's one of those things. Like I said, if it was a varsity contest, I'm sure there would have been some consequences but yeah jv they probably just brush that one under the rug i'm sure in our officials association at least when i was in arkansas they would they report so anybody thrown out they report they send a report to the superintendent they would send a report to whoever that contact is at that school and say yeah there was a discipline from last night and here's what happened and so mm -hmm. um yep there's enforcement there but i'd be interested to hear what kind of conversation happened between the principal and 
whoever else. I mean, obviously, if the AD reported to the principal, that made it kind of a weird conversation. <laughs> um, but with sure. the superintendent getting involved, what, what's that like? Um, right. And, and there was never an official report because normally officials have to report that through OSHA uh, in Ohio. And, you know, it never came to me. I don't know if maybe it went to the opposing school. Um, normally they do, you know, most of, I mean, you're supposed to as an official, but sometimes they don't. Um, so I don't know if they ever got that report or not, you know, and if so, then you have to mark that you put some sort of consequence. So, um, you know, I kind of forgot about that. I should have followed up, but it has me definitely intrigued at this point. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just trying to put myself in your shoes and just having that conversation as you're walking out being like, Hey, it, Oh yeah. It, it was in, like I said, he had two of his friends with him and the official kicked all three of them out, you know, I think just by association. So, um, I, I don't know who was the worst of the three, but it was, it was quite the conversation. They did not have, you know, great things to say about that official either. So I, I'm kind of thinking maybe there was a previous feud. A lot of our officials back in that area were locals. So they might've, you know, played against each other in high school or something. Maybe had a little bit of little anger, a little animosity there from previous years. <laughs> Yeah, at some point you may have said, dude, this is a JV football game. Oh. They're not going to be the best officials ever. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's hard to get, you know, good officials for varsity contests, let alone JV. I mean, you're getting who you're getting. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Yeah, especially a, a one-person JV softball empire that may be looking at home as opposed to – Yeah, who got the call right at home. I mean, there was no arguments there. <laughs> She's, she was on the tag, sir. I don't know why you're not angry about that one. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, that's a, that's definitely an awkward situation. It's better than, you know, your principal pretending to get beat up or anything along those lines. But I definitely think that's an awkward situation um, for you as the AD and for the other school. So. Oh, absolutely. Well, and that's what you got to deal with as an AD. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're biking, mm -hmm. you're making the walk across there thinking, all right, he just chunked somebody. Right. <laughs> you know, exactly. Like, oh, my gosh, this is the principal of the other school. <laughs> Having no idea. And, you know, when, when I got that phone call, they, they made it seem like it's pretty serious. So I'm coming down from our soccer field, which is behind the home stands, and I'm walking across the field. Like, I didn't go around the track. You know, I'm walking through the field because this official was that adamant you know, waving me up. So everyone sees me walk across. I'm thinking like, you know, this guy threatened his life. Like, who is this guy? Like, is he going to try to beat me up too? Who knows? You know, it's JV football. Like I might, <laughs> you know, I might get catch some hands too or something. Who knows? And, you know, sure enough, I get closer and closer. I'm like, you know, like I said, his first name, I'm like, Greg, I'm like, what in the world? Like, you know, I'm looking around I'm like, did it, is it the guy behind you? I'm like, what, what in the hell is going on here? Like, can't possibly be him. Right. Like you're just shocked as you stop. And he's like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's me. I'm ready. Let's go. You know, he said, yeah, just he owned it. Said, yeah, it's me. Yeah, you know, because he knows. I mean, he gets it. You know, he was a coach in his previous, you know, roles as well. So he got it. Yeah, I think he was just as shocked. And like I said, I don't know if it was mostly him or his two buddies or collaboration, but yeah, yeah, was not expecting that at all. You're reminding me of one of um, my principals, and I loved working for him. But the first. Varsity. This was a varsity football game on Friday night, and I knew he was the former a former football coach. So I knew this, but it was the first time that I was with him on the sideline at one of our games. So you know, I've been working at the school for like two weeks, not even a long time. A week. Don't really know that much quite yet about it about him or the school. So I'm there, 
and a bad call happens and he loses it on the sideline. And I was not expecting it. So I'm like, pull the shirt back up off the sideline. And I was like, I was so in that moment, I'm like, what do I do? Like, because he's, he's the person I report to. He's my boss. But right. he would go off and now and and I quickly figured out like, you know, he got really intense and went into football coach mode during football games, but I didn't know it. So like grabbing his shirt or his arm and like pulling him back became a thing. But like that first game, I was like, no one was gonna warn me that was gonna happen. <laughs> so you're right like, into the rules. Yeah, that makes it even better. So, no warning. They want to see what your reaction would be. He yeah. just goes right into like his like oh, coaching yeah. days, like snaps right back into it and he's like blah 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 and I'm like no no okay here we go and I'm just like flip the switch yes. he, never, was... he never got kicked out but there were a couple times where I'm like okay uh-huh we're done we have to stop now like this is, this is good that sort of reminds me when you're watching college football you know on Saturdays and there's that designated you know hold me back coach mm-hmm. that's tugging on that shirt you know I mean usually it's like your big strength and conditioning coach who's pulling back those coaches to stop them from getting a personal foul. So that's exactly what that reminds me of. It's a real mm-hmm. thing. I mean, that's a paid position these days. Yeah. We had, <laughs> we had a guy this year, that an official that uh, we're at a soccer game, and he's adamant, similar to what you said, that official was just adamant, saying, hey, I need you, I need you. So I go out on the field, and he says, all right, I need this guy thrown out. And I said, which guy is this guy? And he said, well, the one in black. <laughs> oh, that really narrows it down. And Especially if this school you're playing is black, right? Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Okay. It's like, okay. And so it was similar to what Matthew told us. This guy volunteered himself. He just came down and he came and talked to me. And he was from another school. He was actually a chiropractor in that town. And he was there for the boys' game, but his daughters played in the, the second game. So he's like, he said, that's not, I, I, I guess I said something. I don't know. He told me to shut up at first and I shut up and, I didn't say anything else, and he tossed me, and I said, well, I'm not even sure it was you, so I put him in what I call parent jail. I just put him upstairs in the press box <laughs> and shut him in there and make sure that said, the guy can't hear you. Right. The guy Windows I mean, are closed. You can all you want. And, um, okay. But anyway, he was like, man, I just came to watch my daughters play, and they played the second game. I said, man, I'll make sure this happens because, one, he didn't identify who it, who it really was. Right. So this guy volunteered himself like Matthew had that that person volunteer himself to get all his penalties that he got. Right. Uh, but it was unique. I mean, especially you go in that situation, usually they know what they've done. Usually. Um, but usually. Not, the official didn't even know which one had said whatever he said. It was just the one in the black. And I was like, man, there's a bunch of people in black up here. <laughs> So, <laughs> the entire stands like oh wow. yeah okay we'll clear this place out yeah anybody want to volunteer here and that guy came down and thankfully so i just said oh we'll compromise and put him in the press box so he didn't have to leave he just got to stay there and watch the daughters play because at the end of the day i wanted him to be able to watch his daughters but he had oh, to yeah. do so in a respectful manner obviously yeah that speaking of soccer that reminds me of another story this year of having to kick out of a coach uh, that we were playing against and you know the official came over and said hey their head coach needs to go I'm like you know which one's their head coach and their head coach was wearing a Kobe Bryant jersey to coach him <laughs> a 24 Kobe Bryant jersey now their their school colors were, and it was a gold one that you know I'm a big Kobe fan but their school colors were like green and white I'm and then like, you said it was soccer 
Yeah, it was soccer. I'm like, you mean uh, Kobe Bryant over there? He's like, yeah, that's him. So, just – so, it wasn't – I mean, I don't know what he – I don't remember what he did now. I mean, probably said something. He obviously got a red card, right, so had to walk him out. But, like, as we're walking out, I just couldn't stop by, like, laughing in my head. Like, this dude is coaching in a Kobe Bryant jersey. And I love Kobe. Like, if you were – if I was in my office now, I'd show you that I have the same jersey hang on my wall. But having been a coach, I would not coach in a Kobe Bryant jersey, let alone a like- different sport. I'm saying it's not even the right wrong sport. sport. Yeah. It's the wrong sport. And as an AD, like, I would not let my coach wear, a co- like, any jersey. Like, wear school colors, right? Wear something that says, you know, whatever that school name is, soccer. Or at least the right color, at least wear green. Like, why are you wearing a Kobe Bryant jersey? That's all I could think about. I was like, why is this dude wearing Kobe Bryant? Like, where did where did he go wrong? And, and nothing against, <laughs> I love Kobe, but what are we doing here, you know? I mean, Lionel Messi, <laughs> maybe – they right. Beckham wear something like that. Okay. Yeah, we're the right sport, but yeah. I yeah. So that, that was interesting. So yeah. Who'd you kick out today? Well, I kicked out Kobe Bryant. Now, given this guy was about five five, so nowhere near the statue, <laughs> the, the stature of Kobe. But um, yeah. Yeah, that just, I just thought of that as you guys were talking about soccer. Maybe he was yeah, channeling incredible. his Mamba mentality. He was trying to get into that. <laughs> He was trying to, and it took him a while. He was outside the fence, you know, would make it a few lengths down and look in. And so, yeah, that was so that was as you were, as you were walking him out, game. you weren't like, so why the jersey? You didn't go down that road. He he just kept telling his story of what he didn't do wrong and what mm. he didn't say that was said right. So he just kept giving me that that song and dance, and so I couldn't I couldn't get a word in because it was mm. just like, well, I didn't actually say that. I didn't really do that. And he said this, and I'm just like, man, at, at this point, I, you know, I really don't care what you said or even what the official said. Like, we're now outside the fence, and you have a Kobe Bryant jersey on, so let's just keep <laughs> making this walk. You know, like, I, what what else is there to say? Like, you know, usually I just – at that point, I, I got him outside of the, the fencing area, outside the stadium. Like, you, you might as well just keep talking and get it out of your system. I mean, what am I going to say? Like, you know <laughs> – your credibility yeah, just taking a huge hit right here. You're wearing a yeah. Kobe Bryant jersey to coach soccer. Right. And it, and I kicked him out on the visitor's side. So to get to their bus, he had to walk all the way around the outside of the fence. And it was nice and slow and methodical. And everyone could see us, you know, slowly walking in. Might as well have held hands. It was so slow, you know, so. <laughs> did um, yeah, it was good did stuff. you call that AD and, like, tell them, like, hey, not only did I kick your – <laughs> head coach out he was wearing Kobe yes. Bryant he? yes what yeah actually so the, so the official wrote that up you know that was an official report that he got a red car got ejected um so I had to forward that to the AD I, I didn't say anything about the Kobe Bryant jersey but I had to forward that and let him know what I heard and my side of it but no he he was pretty upset so I don't think he would have found any humor in the fact that he had a Kobe jersey on but you know, I would have loved to have brought that up, but yeah, he was he was pretty upset about that. So, See, and that, that's what I don't understand. I would have said it. Like, baseball is the only sport where a coach wears the uniform, uniform of the players. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Soccer, they don't do it. I mean, there's nope. no other sport. Volleyball, you're not wearing spandex out there coaching. I mean, <laughs> no, <laughs> wouldn't that be a sight? <laughs> At one <laughs> <what> point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> i'm just trying to figure out what point did he look in the mirror and say this is a great idea right here and that's what i would love to know i would love and i hope he comes back 
I, I have to check the schedule. I don't you know. Have, you we, have homework, we guys. You have follow-up questions for your stories. We need answers. I do. Yeah. <laughs> if we do play them again, which I don't believe we do, but if we do, it'd be at their place. So if so, I'm definitely going to mark on the calendar that I'm away that night. So someone will cover our home events. So I'm going to see if that's his norm. Maybe he's got the purple jersey at home, you know, like <laughs> or maybe he wears the white at home. So hopefully he's got the number eight. If you're going to wear Kobe, you got to have both the 24 and the eight. You know, you got to represent both both Kobe's. So. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't even know what I would do with that. I would, I would, I would be very confused. I'd be like, are you – I would just, almost question if they were a coach. Like, are you – are you sure you're a coach? Well, yeah. I mean, I, actually, thinking back when they first walked in, I kind of thought, you know, because it was a smaller guy. Yeah, no offense, but, you know, kind of blended in with high school crowd. No, didn't have any facial hair or anything. So, you know, I kind of thought maybe it was a team manager or maybe one of the players. You know, was built like a soccer player. Maybe, you know, thought it was cool to come in with a Kobe jersey on. Um, but sure enough, the game <laughs> went on, and that guy was controlling their sidelines. So, you know, <laughs> it, it didn't hit me till the game started. Like, oh, no, like that's not – a little kid or a manager like that's a full-grown man coaching this team like wow okay <laughs> so that's that's what we're doing you know <laughs> full grown <laughs> full grown <laughs> here's what we've established if you're around Kaz you just be ready um mm-hmm. there's no telling what you're about to see from officials from players <laughs> from coaches I mean principals no, you never know you never know Kaz, Kaz has his games on lockdown this is what I've heard he kicks out principals and Kobe Bryant like you Bryant. you have to behave when you go to his game because there's a deep lift will not keep in mind to too you know Kobe Bryant is actually my favorite basketball of all time basketball player of all time too so you know that was a new one for me you know it'd be a little different if it was you know an old rival of Kobe's or something like that but yeah I mean that that's my guy like I said his jersey's hanging in my office you know should have taken his jersey too I could add two of them up there could have been part of the punishment. Here's your penance. Give me that jersey. Yeah. yeah. What are you had doing it, right been, here? Take your shirt off. It's not good. Had it been, you know, if he would have, like I said, if he would have had the purple eight or the white eight, I would have, you know, absolutely snatched that thing up. You know, those are hard to get now. So. <laughs> well, Kaz, oh, man, I, I'm glad because we we jumped on here thinking, okay, where are we going to roll with this? And we've, we've spent most of this looking through an official's lens, um, which is, I think, a unique lens to look through. And even as athletic administrators, you get the appreciation of all kinds. And it takes all kinds to make these sporting events happen. And it takes all kinds of people with opinions that are really vocal um, and think they're right no matter what. Um, And I think it's hilarious that he walked out telling you what he didn't say or what he should have said or how he was right or... um, Never fails. Yeah, the so, arguments always we have there. the 24-hour rule, right? <laughs> Those stories change the next day, you know? We come back to earth a little bit after that. Right. Emotions <laughs> subdue, and you, you become a lot smarter after that. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I definitely appreciate you taking the time out. Um, you know, I know you said that you, you wore a lot of different hats, and you just recently, what, this is your second year of, of being an AD officially, right? Yeah, yeah, but I was an yeah. assistant AD for a couple of two years in the past uh, as well. But yeah, second full year, so going on year three as an AD. So well, still pretty early in the game. I'm sure you catch you me in a few more stories. years. We're going to need <laughs> a you know, four hour Zoom to get all those in. 
No, absolutely. And, and you have some good ones. I mean, and kicking and walking people out and doing, you know, like you said, the walk of shame out of the stadium isn't a good time. That's not a good walk to no. have. But I feel like you, you're perfecting that art quickly. So <laughs> it's one of those things like, you know, you, you might as well let them, let them talk and, and try to see a little. It's hard to see a lot of positive in that because there's a lot of work to come with that. But there's no reason to lighten that fire. You might as well let them all out and, you know, hear all those choice words and what they have to say. And, you know, let them keep on going. You know, you might as well get it out. You know, let's hear it. <laughs> but here, here's what I want to do. Years four, five, and six, we need to have you back on as a guest at some point and just say, okay, have you had any more official story? Anybody else wear a jersey to a game as a coach? <laughs> we want to know who else you kicked out. You tossed out? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm hoping to see a Larry Burr, Magic Johnson, you know, maybe Isaiah <laughs> Thomas, some old school, you know, but at this point it's more likely to be LeBron or, you know, Steph Curry, you know, probably get a little bit more modern, I'm sure. But, you know, I would love to see a throwback. Wearing a Larry Bird jersey, you know, rocking that, that green 33 would be, be a hell anything, of a way to coach. To anything but a basketball game. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Any sport but. Yeah, don't, don't wear the same sport jersey. You know, you got to go with a different sport when you wear that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Kaz, I appreciate you, brother. Thanks for getting off the links and making some time for us. Um, I know that um, you recently had a birthday, which was yesterday as of with this recording. So um, <laughs> hopefully you got to, uh, you know, they say you become really good in golf if you shoot your age. So if you shot a 33, I'm really impressed. <laughs> Not quite. We got to add at least 10 to that score. <laughs> at least 10 which isn't bad you know I try to play some bogey ball so I actually think I did I only played nine holes I think I did have a 45 so only my <laughs> second time out you know I'm usually about a 12 handicap but you know I'm about 20 right now so it's still early in the game you know AD life does not treat your golf game well let's put it down no no it does not help your game at all <laughs> not at all not at all well Kaz I appreciate you joining us brother thanks for we finally got this scheduled we've had a We've had a marathon trying yeah. to get this thing going, but I appreciate you jumping on here with us and I appreciate your stories and your perspective and I'm glad we connected. Yeah. Yeah, thank absolutely. You very much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys both. It was a pleasure being on here and I would love to join again. All right. We'll have you on again, brother. All right. Talk take care, good. guys. All right. Thank you. Thank you. That wraps up this episode. Thank you for listening and thank you to our sponsor, Wall of Fame, who excels at telling your school stories and supports us in telling ours. Check out the description of this episode for a link to receive a discount on all Wall of Fame products. We are looking forward to the next story and hope you are too.